Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about the world's greatest football team, Aston Villa. Well, we looked far from great in this season's curtain raiser, stung by the Hornets, 3-2 at Vicarage Road, Watford giving Elton John plenty to sing about on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a moment and also have a new section where we ask what we've called a spicy question. The Balti Triangle has nothing on it, trust us. Um, so, uh, as ever, I'm joined by uh, Frankie Maguire. Frankie, how have you been, Villa Result aside? Uh, yeah, well, I have some ongoing concerns at the moment. Um, basically, you know when you can hear that there's something in your wall and you know it's a, a mouse or a rat or something? Have you ever had that before? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you, you sort of, you, you're racking your brain trying to think uh, of what it, what it could be. Well, so... You know, went and got some mouse traps, and I thought, right, this will this will sort the problem out, right? So, set the mouse trap up, put the, you know, the, the bait on it, and just left it where I think this creature is emerging from. And I just sat out in the other room, and then within about five minutes, I heard it snap, and I was like, oh, here we go, here we go, and I was sort of preparing myself for what I was about to witness. Walked out, the mouse trap was gone. The mousetrap was gone. It had disappeared. So I now appear to be living with Jerry from Tom and Jerry or (laughs) uh, one of Itchy and Scratchy, whichever one the mouse is. Um, You know what what that reminds me of? It reminds me of, um, is it in Jurassic Park when there's a goat in a cage? (laughs) Yeah. And they come back, the goat's gone and the cage is like completely destroyed. Where's the um, mousetrap lands on my head? Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's maybe it's like Pinky in the Brain. It's like this super mouse that's worked out, I don't know, it's plotting to take over the world or something. I, um, mm. But it doesn't get much worse. You lose Jack Grealish and you have a, a mouse that can steal mousetraps. I'm expecting to find like, like what you're getting, like Looney Tunes, like Acme Dynamite or something in my lounge. <laughs> Just this mouse doing everything it can to destroy me. I've got this image again in my head of, um, do you remember the film Mouse Hunt? It was a film in the mid nineties yes. where these two sort of bumbling idiots, um, they inherit this sort of, sort of, uh, what was it? A string factory, I believe, but also yeah. this house. Uh, and there's a mouse that sort of lives in it and he manages to kind of outfox both of them. And in the process, <laughs> they end up destroying the entire house trying to catch it. Um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm, I'm going to see some sort of news headline about some bumbling fool in London blowing up his house with Acme dynamite, just trying to catch his mouse. Got, it'll be me getting stuck in the wall. Like the mouse will be on my bed and just hearing me claw at the wall. Like, Let me out. You've, he's like outsmarted me somehow. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, remember, exactly. I remember seeing that film at UCI and Solly all no longer in existence. But yeah, I, I remember that. I remember the UCI. That, that was my that was my go to cinema as well. Yeah. There was a place called we're 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 branching far away from Aston Villa at this point. <laughs> but there was there was a place called um, Fatty Arbuckles, which is yes. this kind of like American style diner. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah, David yeah, Busters. That, that's the one. Yeah. yeah, God, all gone now. Of course, all gone. Yeah, I watched uh, I watched England beat the Netherlands four one in Euro '96 in that cinema. My school wow. went there, so yeah, good memories. Oh. Great memories. I tell you what, I don't have great memories of Saturday's performance no. at Bridge Road. That was a, a horror show. I was at a wedding this weekend and I was um 
I was that guy who was like <laughs> basically during the service, updating my uh, my Twitter feed and just <laughs> watching the result. The, the you know the scores come in, one nil, two nil, three nil Watford, and I I think I was the most depressed looking man at this wedding. <laughs> I can't I can't wait to have a look at all the uh, all the photos when they come back. There's gonna all these people like happy people clinking clinking wine glasses, and uh, and there's me in the background looking really really upset. So. Um, yeah, never mind, never mind, eh? But anyway, um, so what did you, uh, what did you make of it? It was a, it was a poor start to the season. Um, what, what did you think? Yeah, um, well, I think it, I, I think that my prediction skills are probably uh, a bit better than yours at this very moment in time. <laughs> yeah, After your your wild prediction of a three 0 win, I think <laughs> I went for a two two awkward draw. Um, I. Um, I think it's to be expected. Uh, I think as a lot of Villa fans know, it's a very transitional time. We've lost an absolutely incredible creative talismanic characters, which which it's never going to be easy for any team to, uh, you know, adapt and change to to, to that. Um, And then we've got a a ream of new signings as well, who, um, you know, a lot of them have never played together before. So, it's going to take a, a, a fair few weeks, I think, possibly a month or two before we fully work out who we are now and what we're going to be as a team. I think, I mean, that said, um, the first half was a was a horror show. Um, the whole thing was a, was really bad. I mean, we looked half asleep. Um, Watford, with their fans there, first day back in the Premier League, obviously we're going to be up for it. Ishmael Asar was brilliant. Um, Matty Target, um, he, he struggled with him, which is very rare for him in the last year. Mm. Um, but I would say that I think he needed more support. And I think if we're to see the first goal, I think it sums up the first half quite well because, you know, it's just a long ball forward. Uh, Saar wins the header ahead of Target. Um, and if you watch the highlights back, you will hear Dean Smith say, come on, Guinea, to John McGinn. John McGinn's asleep because he's left Tom Cleverly run into a load of space. Um, Tom Cleverly then gets the ball as time. Sars running beyond him and Target's trying to tackle Cleverly. Um, so Sar- Target's essentially trying to deal with two people because basically John McGinn didn't really do his job of tracking Cleverly and then compensating by tracking um, Sars. So the first goal I actually think was um, a-, a midfield issue. Um, and then uh, the second goal, again, Sars winning the header ahead of Target and um, their... Uh, striker who's uh, um, Emmanuel Dennis I think um, from Club yeah. Bruges who we know very well seem to get all their strikers mm-hmm. uh, he seems to have an acres um, Mings was a little bit far back um, it's quite odd position I just I just think that those two goals already summed up the first half where it could honestly have been three or four we, we were terrible mm-hmm. um, just like just like a, a little bit of a team of strangers in some ways um, half asleep and then second half positives Jacob Ramsey coming on really changed it made it much more I'd say we probably edged the second half. And we, well, we did score-wise, but um, their third goal was just a world-class goal. Buendia did track back and try and stop it, but it didn't work out. You know, that happens. Um, but there, you know, it was great to see Leon Bailey get on as well. Um, I thought he played very well, considering he's only been there two or three days. Mm. Good cross, lovely goal from McGinn. Um, uh, and Tricky Traore showing the tricks mm. again. He did well when he came on. You know, so, you know, it's, it's just a, it's a bad first day. I think we can write it off a little bit. I think there's, you know, as we said, there's a lot to for Villa to get used to. I think in the next couple of weeks, and um, we've got to be very patient with them and with Dean Smith as well. Um, and next week, you know, we have a full house at Villa Park, Newcastle, and that's something for us to be excited about. 
Yeah, I mean, it'll be a completely different atmosphere next week, won't it, against Newcastle? Um, I, I, I would. Um, I think you're right. I think we, we we've had we've had a very disrupted preseason. Obviously, our our, our game against um, Sevilla was was called off, and we yeah. have to we had to draft in. Um, uh, a replacement of very short notice. Um, obviously, you know, the whole Grealish transfer saga, I'm sure, has caused some disruption. You know, will he stay? Will he go? And with, with Matty Target, it's, it, he did have a poor game, I think. I, when, I, when I got back, I watched, yeah. Um, yeah, I watched the, the match back. And, and um, yeah, he did have a poor game. But let's be, let's be fair, he has played in, behind Grealish ever since he's joined Villa. So pretty much. I know Grealish sometimes... Has played at a ten, or um, but 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 mainly he's been his kind of left hand sided partner, uh, and they had a fantastic relationship. Lots of lots of um, you know chances, goals scored, uh, and created um, through that that kind of combination of uh, of players. So it's 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 I think slightly unfair to criticise Target too much. Yeah, I think you're right. You know, we did edge the second half. You know, I think I think Smith, as he said in his post match interviews, he really had to kind of like. Just kind of go out, go at the players really at half time because they they weren't they weren't at the races. They were playing it as he said, like an international friendly. Um, they needed they needed some they needed a fire up their bums basically to try and uh, to try and get them motivated because it wasn't it wasn't really acceptable to be honest. Um, no. We're we're a very good team now. I know. I don't I don't want to keep using Grealish as an excuse beyond you know the first perhaps couple of weeks of the season I really want us to kind of start to mold as a team I know we've had a few players come in but Danny Ings you know he does as I said last week I don't think he needs much betting in he is a Premier League striker that will play in that position Um, I don't think he'll need many weeks to bet in I'm really glad he scored that that goal I know it's a penalty but getting a goal on your on your debut regardless of where it comes from is going to be a massive boost for him and hopefully for us as a as a a club Um, you know you want him to be to be there, um, you know, scoring those sorts of goals and, you know, uh, knocking in the penalties and stuff. Because um, yeah. we don't really have a natural penalty taker. You know, El Ghazi stepped in, but he's by no means a, a, a first-team regular. So we need someone mm-hmm. who's going to play to take penalties when we get them. And it's good that Ings has stepped into that role. So that's good. Um, so, yeah, bad performance, really. Uh, but as you said, and as you tweeted, you know, we can't read too much into the early the early games we hmm. do need to bed in we do need to get used to it but we still need to make sure that it's it's a it's a short hangover period yeah. and we and we get motoring relatively soon because yeah we don't want it to, this to sort of drag on um and uh i think one thing we should remember with dean smith as well um is that you know think about when we stayed up in our first season back and how you know we were constantly conceding goals and then we had the covid break and went away and worked out a way of changing things that ultimately made us more solid as a team, made us a bit better. Mm -hmm. So he is somebody who can learn, I think, from mistakes or see where things are going wrong. He's proven that before, so hopefully he can prove that. You know, he can prove that he can work out what to do with our new players and a new layout. Um, Yeah, uh, there's there's definitely a few quandaries. I think one issue, which we mentioned all the way back, I think, God, all the way back in February, is that there's such a glaring lack of a, just a commanding sense of midfielder. Like, I like Nakamba, but I think Nakamba's a squad player personally. Yeah. I don't think he's someone that I I would rely on to stand next to John McGinn and then think John McGinn has free reign to just go and do whatever he wants going mm-hmm. forward. Um, 
I just think he was a little bit caught out a few times yesterday, which in fairness was probably how we set out. They, Watford are, they're like a power league team. They're a big, physical, strong, fast team who are, you know, if you get them in power league, they're going to have you pinned up against the wall, you know, a little elbow in the <laughs> belly, your shins. you yeah. know, stone cold yeah. stunner in the center circle, something <laughs> like that. Um, you know, and that that's how they played yesterday. And I think we got a little overwhelmed in there which is a common problem with Villa, to be honest, in centre midfield. Yeah. Um, and I think Nakamba, I just think as a squad player, he's very, very good. I just think that, we, you know, we've said it so many times, just someone like a, I don't know, like a, just a Suchek or a, you know, you look at West Ham today, you look at Declan Rice and Suchek, you see those, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like a commanding yeah, yeah. character that I just don't think we have in centre midfield. Well, I I wonder it's and I and I mentioned this before it's is whether Smith sees us playing like that because not not every team in the Premier League does have a commanding centre midfielder. Um, yeah. a, a lot of them will. I mean, you know, you could even argue Chelsea. I know Kante is an excellent ball winner, yeah, but he's Kante's not physically. He's not. He's not physically. Uh, you know, um, imposing. He's quite a sort of spindly, wiry guy who gets up and down. Has an excellent stamina and is a great ball winner. Um, and he's actually very good offensively now but um but yeah they don't really they don't really have that and I, and i and i wonder whether smith because because we're such a a high pressing attacking um uh you know fast paced side um that that he feels that if we if we introduced a player like that into the team it would sort of really sort of unsettle us or unbalance us i don't know i'm playing devil's advocate here yeah. I'm, I'm i'm that's the only just to me i agree i i think we are lacking that in in, in our team but i wonder if smith doesn't see us hmm. as that as that sort of team because west ham are west ham um yeah and, and suchek fits into that moyers um moyers alison moyers fantastic musicians every time moyers um yeah so i i uh yeah i don't I wonder if that's the reason. I think it's maybe a, yeah. maybe it's a, it's a stylistic thing, but I I don't I just don't know. I but don't what Watford though, like that, you know, they just are a physical team. I think the second half, you probably saw, you know, I think we probably there was enough there. I think from Villa to think we got we we, we should be fine. Um, we've got enough about us, I think. And it was good to see a bit of a fight back. It actually reminded me of the Southampton game last season. Do you remember that one where we were 4-0 down? Yeah. Re- randomly as well. We've been playing well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then very late on, we got three goals. It was 4-3. It was actually quite mm. a similar game to that. Like a mm. horrendously bad first half. And then actually looked quite competent second half. Um, so hopefully it's just a bit of a one-off game like that. Um, but actually, it's a point as well about your midfielder. If I was to think of a team maybe that's quite fast-paced as well, that it still has a a commanding centre midfielder. It's probably Man United because you know, you know, you got Sancho, quality like Fernandez and Pogba and all those types, Rashford. But you've got like a Scott McTominay and a Fred kind of in the middle, mm. um, who sort of anchor the team. Um, I just wonder if Villa are just lacking that, like that. Those sort of players might actually solve a lot of problems for us. Um, yeah, I think I think it's important to have those options at, at the very least because you know at least it means that if the plan A isn't working, you can revert to a plan B or a plan C. Yeah. And and across the rest of the, of the field, I would say that we we've actually um, improved uh, on our on, on the quality that we have in in various positions, and we we do have options in terms of playing different formations. But it's it's that yeah, it's, it's that sort of area of the pitch, and it's that sort of player that we we have 
I mean, we certainly missed on Saturday, but we have missed um, quite a lot, quite a, quite a lot. Like last mm. last season, even when we went through the slump, I know people will say it was because Grealish was out, and yes, obviously that had a, a lot to play play uh, with it. But but yeah, a lot a lot of times when I was watching games, we were just getting just out fought in midfield. Midfield was mm. just that 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 area which we didn't really have a settled three. It was like yeah. Sanson came in, and then Luis, and then the camera, and then McGinn. It's like where does who does what? Where do they yeah. play? I, I think McGinn is so much better in an offensive position. You know, he yeah, is a I think he, is. Yeah. He, he can he can score some fantastic goals as we've seen. I mean, this this Saturday was a great finish and amazing for goal, the yeah. Sheffield Wednesday goal. Uh, you know, he's he can score incredible goals if he's played further um, up the pitch. But obviously, we need players then behind him to protect him as he goes forward. Um, yeah, and it's like you know, who who do we have really? It's 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 difficult to it's difficult to to put a finger on it, but. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe Chukwameka could fill in that role. He's, you know, he's 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 tall, uh, he's rangy, but I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, he's very so young, he's quite young for that role, I guess. And I think I, I, I think Chukwameka is probably a little bit further forward. He can probably mm. he's he looks to me like he's got the versatility to play a variety of positions. But um, I'd say yeah, he's probably probably a bit too young for that role just yet. Maybe, yeah. but yeah. maybe I'm underselling him. I don't know. But yeah, and we, and we have to bear in mind as well that I don't I don't want to say that we, we it's a must-win game against Newcastle next week. But if you look at our fixtures beyond that... Yeah, it's not great. We've got... It's all, I mean, we've got... Okay, we've got Brentford at home, but Brentford obviously got well, off to a flyer on Friday. Mm. Then you've got Chelsea away, Everton at Villa Park, United away, Tottenham away. Mm. Um, and that, that brings us to the start of October. So you're getting into a position where if we don't get points against Newcastle and Brentford, then, then, you know, you want that buffer as you go into that very difficult run of four games yeah. against, you know, some top sides. So it's, yeah, it's, um, yeah, I'm sure I'm, I'm very confident. I am confident <laughs> on Saturday. I am, but, I, <laughs> but my recent track record of confidence, um, is, uh, is not a good one. Oh, so um, It's fun being yeah. a Villa fan, isn't it? Oh God, I know. Yeah, I was, I was so much looking forward to the season. One bad yeah. result, and you're just like, oh God, here we go. Again. <laughs> yeah. All Villa, no filler on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Yes, it's time for a new section where I will ask George a spicy question. What a name. This is something that might just get the creative juices flowing. And today I'm telling you, George, that you've just been given 100 million quid. It's landed in your bank account. But the thing is, you can't spend it on holidays. You can't spend it on houses. You can't spend it on any more Jesse J albums or anything, whatever it is you're into. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you're an Aston Villa representative, so you got to spend it on some players. Who are you buying? Is there any money left over for Jesse J albums, or is it all um, has to go on Aston Villa? Well, you can get one or two vintage ones, I guess. Okay, like, you know, the okay, first so, one. Good. Okay, do it like a dude. That was a tune. Wasn't it? <laughs> do it like a dude. That's that's what that's what the what chairman says man. to me when when he hands me his my, my war chest. Yeah, just go out there, go out there, and do it like a dude. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> you blow 100 million on one night out on Broad Street. <laughs> yeah, Down exactly. Risa, lads, <laughs> 100 million Jager bombs. 
<laughs> what do I, what, what, 100 million quid? Who do I, who do I spend it on? Um, so we're talking about this. So it, it's it's trying to uh, reinforce the current Villa squad as it is. Who would I, yeah. who would I spend my money on to try and improve yeah. that current crop of players? God, it's, it's actually a tough one because, tough, it? but yeah, because in a weird way, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like logically here that if I had a hundred million pound extra to spend, it would massively unsettle the squad. Because <laughs> I'd just be buying like another five players. And then, you know, what we're going to do with, you know, <laughs> another, another couple of wingers, Leon Bailey, put him on the transfer list. Even though he arrived about a week ago. Um, right. Um, well, as we've already discussed, I would definitely invest in a, in a sort of a strong, holding midfielder um and if i had 100 million pounds to spend I, I know that i would i would i've been talking about sander burge as someone who could fit in as someone that we could actually bring you in love, you I, love the burge i do i just i don't know there's something about when i when i saw him last season even though sheffield united had an absolute stinker mm. i just I, he just stood out on the pitch and it wasn't the, just the fact he was like six foot four but um but he he he's yeah, he just looked like a very decent. Every, t- every time I see you, I'm, you're just like, have you heard of this player called Sander Burge? Have you heard of him? He's, yeah, he's from Norway. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's he's made with Haaland. Maybe, maybe convince Haaland to join <laughs> yeah. us. No, but like, if I had 100 million, I wouldn't buy him. I would buy an upgrade on him. And I know you've actually mentioned um, Suchek as a player that you would like to bring in. Suchek. And if I, had, if I had 100 million, I mean, he'd definitely be someone that I'd like to bring in. He would certainly improve our statistics from set pieces and corners because we're woeful at, 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 um, at yeah. uh, knocking he those He solved so many issues. He just yeah. would. He, yeah. He's so good. I watched the uh, I watched the Newcastle West Ham game today and obviously he... Did it was a goal credited to him in the end? It was him or Cresswell scored. I, I don't... I, it was a bit of a bit of a mess, but of a goal. But to be yeah. honest, lots of, lots of Suchek... Um, goals are it's all these sort of scrappy kind of get your head on it bundle it in big man at the back post yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but but you know you, he, he terrifies defenders to yeah, set pieces because yeah. you, you look at him and he's just he's just i don't know he just gets he's like a magnet for for set pieces so um he'd definitely be someone i'd, I'd look at and he'd probably cost a cost a you know a fair bit to try and prize him away from from west ham um in terms of other areas of the pitch i'd probably like to see a right back come in. I, I don't think that um, Smith rates Gilbert as a uh, as a um, a deputy to to cash. Mm. I think I think to be honest, he'll probably play Tuanzebi at right back over over Gilbert. I, I wouldn't or be concert. surprised. Concert or or concert, well, yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Gilbert leave before the end of the uh, end of the season, which would be a sh- which would be a shame. I, I think he's 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 one of those players that he works very hard and as as fans you'd love players that you know they put a shift in mm. but i just don't think quality wise he's the player that we need that can take us to kind of the next level a little bit like nakamba as you mentioned earlier his work rate is very good i just don't think he's going to be kind of first name on the team sheet you got um, kane kessler online at swindon as well here, yeah 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 and, and i think going forward He's yeah, absolutely. He'll be he'll be someone for the for the future for sure. But you know, someone that can come in immediately and and um and and kind of challenge Cash uh, for that mm. right back spot. I don't I don't want any player in the starting eleven to be comfortable that you know their first name on the team sheet every single week. Mm. You know, the fact that Ashley Young came on against Watford after Target had a had a difficult start, first so half. so I think so Young actually started at the front 
Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's right. He, he yeah he was he was playing further forward. That's that is true. Um, but still, what I mean is, young young is a player that obviously can play left back. Has played left back for large chunks of his career at United and then at Inter Milan, where he was sort of left back or, or left wing back. Hmm. He is someone that can and and possibly will start as a left back against Newcastle. Um, and target really hasn't had that pressure on his shoulders. He yeah. certainly hasn't had it, had it for the past couple of seasons. Really, as someone that can come in, you know, Neil Taylor's come in and done a job when he's been injured. Um, but he knows he's known for two years that he is always going to be be the um, be the the starting left back. Yeah. Um, but you know, young coming in will, will will no doubt change that. And and I'd like to see someone have that sort of effect on the uh, on the right hand side of defence. In terms of a, a name, I'm trying to think of players who might come in and could for, could do that do that role for us. Um, for me, but I'll just go raid West Ham. <laughs> Kufal. Kufal. Yeah. Kufal. Yeah, he's all right. But uh, I'd I'd just raid them for Sujek and Rice. I'd be straight in there. Get those. Oh two. wow. Rice yeah. is just I d I didn't I didn't fully appreciate Rice until the last year. I think he's just quality player. Yeah. I totally see why he's linked with like Chelsea for 80 million and things like that. I would hundred percent go for for them would you would you i mean because we were linked with calvin phillips obviously um yeah a couple of seasons ago and it just didn't materialize i, I he's, he's probably not he's similar to rice but he's you know he's probably not that kind of imposing um, i think we could have done with him need. i think we could have done with him in center mid i think all, a lot of our center mid issues would have been solved with like that um that would yeah, have it's been a, a shame really that yeah it's a shame that didn't materialize because um, i mean he's probably what tripled tripled in value now isn't he? right uh, yeah now he's like a regular England starter. Mm. Um, yeah, I think, uh, do you know, something I thought yesterday was looking at the Villa team. Um, the first 11, I looked at it and I thought, it's not like, it's not, it's not, I wouldn't say it's as strong as last season. Um, but then overall, I look at our bench and the bench is stronger. Yeah. Um, just when I saw our Garzi starting at front right and I thought, and then saw McGinn and Nakamba in centre mid and I thought, and Young on the left and I thought, that doesn't look as strong as what we were putting out last year. Or it hasn't been improved on what we had last year. But, mm. you know, obviously, that's not off. I wouldn't say that was our first 11 and Bailey's yet to properly get going and a few other things. But, you know, Dean Smith said recently that Villa have um, finished or he hinted and insinuated that Villa may have finished their buying. Do you, There's a few weeks to go in the transfer window. Do you think we have? I'd like to think not. I'd like yeah. to think that I like to think that the Watford game has um, has perhaps if he if he did think that we were done, it's perhaps made him think mm, maybe I do need to sort of dip my toes in again because it's very easy, isn't it? After pre-season to say, oh yeah, we're finishing the transfer market, but then you know if you get off to a rocky start and there's still you know a few days left in, in, in of the window to go you could quickly turn, you know, change your mind and I think actually, no, we, we do need to, we do need to reinvest because as I said, losing Grealish is such a big, such a big thing for us. So much mm. of our play went through him. So much went through him. That if we don't have, um, as I said, different options and different plans, because Grealish was our plan A and plan B and plan C. And, mm. uh, you know, when, when he was injured, it just showed so much that we do need to have alternative um alternative options to play different teams as you said Watford are a very physical team and I think yeah we missed a trick in, in terms of trying to match them at least in some way to try and to try and compete with them in in that centre midfield area in particular just so somebody, like the, somebody else in that Nakamba role essentially yeah yeah he's the only bit, player who does what he does there's no one else yeah really. 
Yeah, and yeah, he's 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 just yeah, as you said, he's a squad player. He's not someone I would I'd stick in, you know, first you know on the on the on the team sheet for the for the starting eleven. I just we just wouldn't because we we know his limitations. Mm. He's, he has he has occasional very good games, but he's just not consistent enough to last the course of a season. We can't rely on him to be in that position. Do you, do you know what I'd, I'd actually spend a hundred million quid on a, a mousetrap that bloody works? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the world's <laughs> biggest mousetrap. Yeah, if you can get a six foot four mouse trap to play in a sort of that, that defensive <laughs> midfield role, um, that might do it for us. Imagine it taking out somebody who's through on goal. My God, the <laughs> just, just their legs like caught in it. Oh, what a, what a dark image that is. <laughs> mouse, the mouse trap would be a good name for like a centre midfielder who's like half decent. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'd be Great like a nickname. new formation: the mouse trap, the defensive formation. Like, lull them in and then it's, and then and then snap. You've got them. Is that what Austin McPhee's new like um, <laughs> set pieces? We I call this the mousetrap. Everybody, mousetrap. Hey. It would be. It would. Yeah, I think that'd be that'd be a great name for it. The flying, I, I just go on. Like the flying V was it or the flying? What was it the flying V? Mighty Ducks. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. That uh, I, I think. I think we just. I think we just need. We just yeah. We just need options. We just need options. Um, and uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it won't be it won't be done. I mean, do you think do you think we are um, realistically? I know um, both of us both of us wouldn't want it to be over, but do you think? I, we are I would done? not be surprised if we're sat at home. You know, I'm sort of thinking about where Villa are going to finish the season, and then I get a ping on Instagram and look at it, and there's Johan Langer cheering me up by doing that little grin he does, <laughs> and next to him is a signing who we never saw coming. Um, Suchek. Yeah, <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> Tell you what, I'm straight up to Broad Street with that 100 million quid. <laughs> Those 100 million Jaeger bombs are getting ordered. Imagine the barman's face. I'm like, no, I said 100 million. Let me just get that right. on the card machine, mate. Let me, hang on. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, it would I, be, yeah. I, it, I mean, obviously the Ings signing caught us all by surprise, so it wouldn't, you know, they've set a precedent now for, for us to be yeah. surprised by another signing. I wouldn't be too stunned if there is a, a surprise. Maybe it won't be like as big a name as Danny Ings. But somebody of a certain profile from, you know, Italian football, French football, you know, it's just I could I I would have thought that maybe yesterday has maybe surely made people realise we really need to sort this midfield issue out. But, you know, maybe there's someone in the youth team they're looking at and thinking that's who's going to come in anyway. So maybe we don't. But I don't know. It feels like a bit of an issue that we probably need to solve relatively yeah. soon. So that was our spicy question and we had many ideas over who we would like to sign for the villa if you had 100 million quid. I'm sticking with Declan Rice, that's who I'd bring in and maybe Thomas Suchet too. Basically, quite a few West Ham players. If you could bring somebody into Aston Villa, who would it be? You can let us know by emailing allvillanofiller at gmail.com or you can get in touch on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Okay, listen, all, all negativity is is eroded, it's eradicated. Let's look ahead, let's be positive. Villa's next game now, it's Newcastle away on Saturday. Uh, Frankie, both teams obviously lost their opening games. How do you think that one is going to go at Villa Park? Well, I'm going to be there at Villa Park and I cannot wait. Um, I can't wait for the just the experience of being around such a big collection of happy, excited people. 
until about the fifth minute when Callum Wilson <laughs> scores. Yeah. And look, new, the Newcastle have been the worst team we've played in the Premier League since we came back. Um, we've played them four times. Twice at Villa Park, we've beaten them 2-0. And both occasions, they were absolutely pathetic, abject, rubbish, boring, passive. Um, and I'm not saying that because I dislike Newcastle. I'm not saying it because... Uh, you know, I have anything against them. I know they don't like us for that whole Anton Deck thing, <laughs> a banner that happened when they got relegated at Villa Park 2009. But um, just the fact of the matter is they have been terrible every time they've played us at Villa Park in the last two years. Um, it's the same manager. I don't see much of a ta- uh, change in their playing stuff. So um, if they play the way they have the last two times they come to Villa Park, I would feel very confident. But it's, you know, it's the early days of the new season. Crowds are back, so you would think all players are a bit lifted by that. Callum Wilson's a player who I think is always going to threaten, probably, you know, and then Alan San Maximan as well. Really talented player, and, you know, he's got a bit of magic in him that you just, you can't, you know, at some point he'll do something. I think they'll probably threaten us a bit, um, but I think I'm hopeful that with the crowd there, we can put up a much better showing than we did um, against Watford in the first half. We'll be much more awake, I hope. Um, and uh, I think the interesting question will be if Watkins is fit, what happens? Do we play Ings and Watkins together? Um, I'm not exactly sure in my head how that works. Um, it's probably a quandary that Dean Smith himself is probably going to have quite a bit of time to try and work out how they play together, if that's going to happen. So, And I'd imagine Leon Bailey, after showing against Watford in the second half, will probably come in. I'd imagine Tricky Traore will probably come in as well. Um, I think they'll offer a little bit more than what we had. Buendia, interesting. I thought in the number 10 role, he struggled a bit yesterday. I think obviously he's in a new team, getting used to it. Um, he kept turning into about four Watford players seemingly all the time. Yeah. Um, so it was a hard day out for him. But, you know, um, you can't judge someone after one game. So it's going gonna, it's gonna to take him time to settle in. And I do gather that he plays better off the right anyway. So we'll... We'll see. It's it's. There's an interesting few questions for Dean Smith to solve. He's not going to solve it right away, but I would expect if Watkins is fit, he'll just be straight back in the team. Amazing player. Really missed him against Watford. Um, just his drive and his you know his pressure from the front. So, uh, I I'm hopeful. I'm going to predict a three-one win. I'm daring to dream of a three-one win against Newcastle. Yeah, I mean, I would I would love that. I I do think we'll be. I do think we'll beat them. Then again, I did think it would be Watford. Um, so three, <laughs> three nil. What was I thinking? Yeah. Um, We're playing Troy Deeney. We've got to concede a goal. I point. know, I know. And um, yeah, we have a bit of a ropey record against Watford, don't we? So um, yeah, I don't know what was going on there. Um, um, I was just high on the confidence of a new season starting, I guess. But um, yeah, now now that now that I've sort of crashed back down to earth and and sort of you know realism has hit me in the face like a wet fish. Um, <laughs> I I still I, I still think I still think we'll we will beat um, Newcastle. I think they um, we need to start uh, much. I mean, that goes without saying, but on the front foot, if we can if we can just push them back from the very start be you know get up there get in their faces be aggressive be physical if need be mm. just really put them on the back foot from the from the start then we'll i think we'll be it'll be a comfortable win if we started anything like we started against Watford and give them you know an inch at the start of the match and let you know Wilson bully us and 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 Sam Maximan do his thing on the wings 
then yeah, we could be in for for a difficult afternoon. Um, I mean, they, they are their only two good <laughs> good players, but they are their obviously their only two really influential players. Um, you know, Almiron, Richie, Shelby, none of them strike me as causing us any sort of of uh, oh, problems. God. Watch those three Don't score. Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> Almeron <laughs> hat trick coming, yeah. <laughs> um, but but from what I've seen and, and from from the experience I've had of watching them play against us in in the past, I, this... I honestly can't believe they're in the I, like of all the teams I've seen us play and the ones who've been relegated as well. I think they're the worst team. Of, they're just absolutely both times at Villa Park. They've been so abject, so poor. Like those fans deserve so much better. Than yeah, what they see, but. Yeah, hopefully they don't put him better next week. But um, I just, I don't know. I just, with Newcastle, I'm, I'm surprised they've survived the last two years considering how they they were playing when we saw them. Um, but they it, just I mean, always seem to do enough. It, it, feel, it feels like this sort of perpetual torment for Newcastle fans. As in they just, it with, I mean, and this is perfect for um, for Mike Ashley, isn't it? They, they just do enough to stay in the league. And mm. and you know reap the benefits, I guess financially of being in in the top flight, without having to spend lots of money. So yeah. you know, obviously they, they signed they signed Willock from Arsenal. Good I, player you know, he's, as well. He's, good signing. Yeah, very yeah. very good signing. He and could I, pose you know, a threat next week as well. He could pose a threat yeah. for sure. You know, he he had a really good loan spell with them. Um, absolutely, and I'm sure he'll start. But um, you know, uh, but then beyond him, have they signed anyone else? I don't think. No, so. I don't. No, I'm pretty no, sure they haven't. No. So you know. Uh, we are obviously we're an exception in so, in so far as we received a huge cash windfall from from the Grealish sale, so we could go out and spend money. Um, but even if we hadn't sold Grealish, I think we'd still be quite active in the transfer market anyway, and 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 be positive and and you know pushing forward. Whereas they, yeah, they live this kind of perpetual sort of feeling of just nothingness, just just exist, mm. just existing in the league and nothing more. <laughs> it's like my life. Is... <laughs> That sounds, the sounds like me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It, yeah, it, it must. It must be just very frustrating. It, it kind of. I guess it must have been like you know when. Um, well, it could be feeling like 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 we felt when um, Lerner kind of turned off the yes the cash tap and, yeah, and we and we were just sort of drifting around in the lower bottom half of the Premier League season after season until we eventually plummeted. So mm. I'd be worried if I was a Newcastle fan for sure, but. I don't know. I, Bruce is, he's a, you know, he's, he can be a bit of a canny operator at times. He, he's obviously done enough the past couple of seasons to keep them up in the Premier League. And that will be his remit again. This is nothing more than that. It's just keeping mm. them up. Um, whether the Newcastle fans like it or not, that's just the way it is at the moment mm. with them. So, yeah, I mean, obviously, as, as every time that he brings a club to Villa Park, I'm sure he'll he'll use that as a motivating force in his players to try and get them to to, to, to come away from Villa Park with a win obviously left in acrimonious circumstances. So he'll, he'll certainly want to win at Villa Park. I just think if we, if we get the quality of our players firing, mm. and this is the worry that they're not, they're still, they're still going to need some time to gel. That's my worry against mm. Newcastle, that they're still not quite at the races. Well, I think, I think, well, I think the thing that excites me is that I hope that after yesterday, he probably start Ramsey, I think after yeah. um, he played really well. I hope and he does. Yeah. Probably start Bailey and Traore. Yeah. Um, and I think Bailey, you know, he's good. I, I'd hope, like to think he'll be excited on his home debut um, pl- after he played so well on, on his um, a, a full debut. And I just, yeah, I'm one player. I, if, if Watkins is fit, 
I cannot wait to see him live. Yeah. I've really, really, because yeah. I've always felt with Watkins that as great as he's been, we can't fully appreciate him until you see him in person. And I think when, once you see all the runs, like, he, like the pressure he puts on the opposition defenders constantly, the running he does everywhere, the ch- running down the channels, the, the space he gets into to score, I just think we'll watch him and be like, we really have such an amazing striker at Villa. And what uh, seeing him in the uh, in the uh, stadium, I can't wait. Like I'm, I'm just really excited to see him, I, and I, I just hope he's fit. I hope he's fit. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I think I think him coming back will be a massive boost. Um, not only just to our chances of winning, but 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 the confidence boost for the rest of the squad. Because if they look at Watkins, um, you know, coming in, that will be a that will be a huge boost, and, and and the players will hopefully think, you know, we we've, we've got a real chance of of scoring scoring a few goals. He just needs. He is one of those players that just needs a service. If we can get Bailey and Traore, and they are capable, and Ramsey. and McGinn, you know, involved in in, in an offensive um, side, and and um, getting balls into the box and, and, and making him kind of run the chat, even like, you know, he, he runs a channel so well, obviously. Mm. And if you just get, get the ball into advanced roles, then, um, or advanced positions, then, you know, his, he, he'll just, he'll just do what he does. Um, he's, he's, you know, uh, he's, he's a great header of the ball. I noticed, you know, a few goals last season, he scored with his head and a couple of goals in preseason as well. He just gets into the right position so well. And all he needs is a service. Him and Ings, and if they and if they play together, or if he plays out left or whatever, I, I think we'll just be too strong for Newcastle. I think we really will. We just need to be positive um, and and play from the from the the front foot from the very off. And if we do that, then we've got a really really good chance of um, of, of getting the, getting our first three points of the season up and running. Please God. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Thank you, everybody, uh, for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. And uh, Frankie, thank you very much for joining me. I'll see you next week. If I'm alive and the mouse hasn't got me, or the rat, <laughs> whatever it is. I'm well, listen, I, I'm, I am just a, I'm about as intrigued as to what happens with the mouse as I am uh, the result against uh, Newcastle yeah, this Saturday. So keep, keep me posted. And it's a uh, goodbye from me. We'll be back next week to talk over that uh, Villa-Newcastle game. Uh, but until then, as ever... Come on, Super Aston Villa.